Welcome back, everyone, to the Loading Bar Lounge, episode number two, with your co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary from the Young and Dumb Podcast. Just our little segment to share with you a little insight on our lives. We love to showcase the journey, the ups, the downs of everyone else out there, but we sometimes forget about ourselves. So here's a little sneak peek onto what we're doing and how we're getting our grind up week in and week out. Justin, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. Today's a little weird, but you know, we're, we're getting through it and getting our grind up day by day. Yeah, man. I completely get you there. I woke up at 2.30 this morning to a tornado warning and wind whistling past my window. So it was a rude awakening to say the least. But um, no, I definitely feel that those weird vibes today. But it's been very productive. Um, a lot going on. A lot of great things to share. And I know you got some some stuff in the works right now. Share us uh, a little bit about the event that you had a couple weeks ago. I know we touched upon it last time, um, but I definitely think it's something that people want to hear. Yeah, but I just want to touch back on to your point about the uh, like windstorm that you had. That's what you said, right? Windstorm. It was weird, dude. Super. I got weird. a text from Michelle. Sent me a text this morning because she's up in Connecticut and she was like. I just woke up at like six in the morning. It's like thunderstorming. <laughs> but I was like, okay, that makes it. So that makes sense that you had that storm. Thankfully, hopefully she won't listen to this and hear that, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But going back to the event, um, shout out to Michelle, shout out to Jessica, mm-hmm. shout out to, to Tony who helped us run the event last week. Was it last week? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, it was really, really amazing how, We were able to do everything in kind of a short amount of period of time because we initially started playing it probably around January, but we really, we were kind of laid back on it because we got our venue really early. They're like, oh, you can host it here. So we're like, okay, that's like the hardest thing to do. Um, We didn't have to pay for it. No problem. And then about three or four weeks before the event was going to take place, that place, our original location was like, no, we can't have you host your event here anymore. We've had too much like demand or something. So they had to kick us out. So we're like, okay. So now we had to kick everything into overdrive. And then we realized, oh, we don't have any food yet. So we're like, oh, let's try and figure out some food. And then it was like, oh, this person's probably one of our guests wasn't going to be able to come. So like, okay, well, we got to go find another guest to fill their spot. But ultimately, like, they tell you to plan for all the unexpected things for an event and you really can't. I would just say it was so much fun trying to trying to to plan it all. Like it was hectic, it was crazy, there were headaches, there was some screaming and yelling going on, especially between me and Michelle sometimes. It's like, you do this, you do this, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a little bit motivating between the two of us. But like it was fun. There was 70 to 80 students showed up um it was a free event there was free food free chips and salsa free hummus um we had five amazing speakers that came out to talk it was it was a good time dude it was it was fun i wish you could have been there no same dude i just hearing about it seeing everything go down looks like a lot of fun and honestly like i believe it when i when i've talked to people about event planning um, whether it's like small little birthday parties or small gatherings as compared to um, large events where you're holding hundreds of people, um, the the stress level, it 
increases dramatically. Anything that can go wrong essentially will go wrong at any given time. And I've seen the worst of it. I've seen some pretty bad stuff out there, but it seems like you guys have handled it pretty well. I mean, I want to give like myself a pat on the back, give everyone, (laughs) Michelle, Jessica, and Tony, dude, 30 minutes. I mean, you know the story, but 30 minutes before the event happened, our keynote speaker, Chance Glasgow, gives me a call on my phone and he's like, dude, my car just got stolen. And like, you can't plan for that. Like that's, (laughs) that's never in the plan of like, okay, speaker's car is going to get stolen 30 minutes before. How do we handle this? And luckily he still wanted to come to the event. He really loved it. And he, uh, one of my good friends from UTampa now at UCF, my old roommate, actually, he was able to pick him up and bring him to venture X for the talk. And like, I guess now I got to put on my checklist, like make sure cars aren't stolen before events. Cause yeah. it does happen, I guess, dude, it was crazy. It was fun. though. it was so much fun. You know what that reminds me of, you know, those, um, I think is it state farm or uh oh, yeah. armor's insurance exactly. and we're like like we've seen it and we've dealt with it like insurance thing and we're like how do they get these crazy stories obviously it happens like it, the, it the craziest things happen dude it's like the car gets stolen and then we don't have a clicker like i didn't, I didn't even think about getting a clicker for our powerpoint and mm-hmm. just these things that you don't think about especially when it's your first event but Honestly, I'm really proud of all of us on how we handled everything, how we were able to get everything done and to some big possibilities in the future. Solid. So with that, I'm just going to ask if there, if you can conform your entire experience into three solid tangible tips for any out, uh, upcoming event planners that you learned on your first go around, what would you break it down to? start early like actually start early um we like to say that we started early but we really didn't start things probably till like a month beforehand and i didn't realize that in the event planning space if you're having a small event so probably less than 100 people you need six months ahead of time to get sponsorships and then if you're having a bigger event so probably like 500 plus or so you need about a year in advance to get any sponsorship money because they need to work it into their budget etc So I didn't know that. So that's a good tip for everyone out there. Obviously plan for the unexpected, but what I would do is go to as many events as possible beforehand. So you can see what you like, what you didn't like about um, that event that you went to, and then you can put it into your event that you want to plan out. So what we did is we went to, I would go to a whole bunch of meetups in Orlando and then Michelle and I both went to South by Southwest. We just got back from there. We've gone to a couple conferences in Orlando and in Tampa to just see what was good, what was bad. And we kind of molded it into the experience that we wanted to see. And then last but not least is don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to go to war. And what I mean by that is don't be afraid to do stuff by yourself, right? Like social media is great. And if you're running ads for your event, it's a great thing to do, especially if you you have the money for it. But nothing beats figuring out who your uh, target audience is and personally reaching out to them and saying, hey, we're hosting this event. Um, For us, it was like we're hosting this event geared for students to go down the traditional and non-traditional path. Like we would love to have you come. And since we had points associated it for colleges, 
students wanted to come because a they could get the points but b they could get some value out of it too and it was they could tangibly see it it wasn't a brand reaching out it was a person reaching out and they it's harder to say no to a person than a brand um especially if it's michelle so (laughs) so that's what i would say and and even to like getting free food and all that like all of our stuff was free and i think the main reason that we did is like we didn't hide behind an email either we went in person to ask for something for free or we called them over the phone so they can hear our voice and we were able to tell our story because telling your story over audio is a lot better than telling your story through an email or something yeah, I think it's that it goes down to that relationship building. Um, I think that's a big part of why everything was, uh, was supposed to go down the way it did. I mean, free food, which is huge. That's not something most people get. Um, having your friend pick up uh, Chance uh, when his car got stolen, getting these these last-minute sponsorships, getting that uh, event space at the beginning for, for free, I think that all of that comes through with relationship building and being able to establish and build those lasting relationships there. Yeah, dude. Shout out Venture X. Like it's an amazing venue. If you're in Orlando, check it out. It's beautiful. But dude, like you won't know things until you do it. So my advice to everyone is always try things. Like I didn't ever think I'd be in event planning. I would laugh whenever Michelle's like, oh, <laughs> to go be a wedding planner. I'm like, why? Like, I can hate weddings. Well, not hate weddings. Sorry. I hate events like the headaches and everything like that. Why would I ever do it? And then I did one and I really like it. So we'll see where it goes from here. I wouldn't mind planning a wedding. I'm just terrified of bridezillas. I agree. That's agreed. You can't fuck up the big day, dude. That's that's the one thing. It's, it's literally just one person's like big day and too much pressure. But. Yeah, dude, but let's let's talk about you, man. What have you been doing over this past week and a half-ish, two weeks? Yeah, no, I mean, well, very busy, very, very busy. Um, you know, work stuff as usual. But beyond that, I've been exploring a couple different things. So let me start off preface. a lot of, One thing a lot of people may or may not know, that growing up um, is going to get kind of like deep and personal here. But Mac Miller... Uh, the late Mac Miller, I should say, was a huge part of uh, my identity growing up. Loved him. He loved his music, his identity, his expression. Um, just really a free spirit. And when he passed, it was, it was hard for me. But now that Nipsey passed, Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, he passed recently as well. That kind of brought up all of these talks about, you know, what's going on in um, the rap community right now. So it brought me to listen to some of Mac's old music. And I listened to his most recent album or his last album, um, Swimming, and the song Take Care. Um, for those who don't know, it's a two-piece song. It's about five minutes, I think like 23 seconds. I got it down to the T. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a two-parter. It's self-care, and the second part is called Oblivion. And though I love Mac music, um, this is a song that's kind of been like stuck on my mind out of all his music, though, um, just because of its its relevance. Um, self-care is the, the part where he's um, kind of uh, finding himself, you know, taking essentially taking care of himself. And then the oblivion, the second half is him getting caught up in his old ways and um, essentially getting lost in oblivion. So that really sit on me like this guy who loved growing up 
didn't get past his essential like bad habits got lost in oblivion and you know passed away and like that really hit me pretty hard and that forced me to really shift the my definition of getro grind up um because at first you know getro grind up it was a movement and it's something that was easy to get behind it's like you know, you put in the work, everything. It's really, really physical. Everything's up front. But you kind of lose, I, I lost myself in there as well. Like I didn't really, I started to neglect me. Um, and not in the sense where like, oh, like say some me times. Like, okay, what am I doing to make sure that I'm functioning at my best self? Like, am I getting my grind up with me? So that's how my like definition shifted there. And I wanted to really practice self-care so i started some new um hair care regimens facial regimens like all these like pampering beauty care stuff that did you I listen to craig yeah so like even that got into my mind as well and i'm like there are a lot of there's been a lot of little hints along the path that have been telling me to start this just self-care in general and i'm like what am i gonna do to get to that next point well fuck it dude start so mm -hmm. This was this past couple of weeks have been my time to really work my way into it. And like going back to Sam Dema as well, you know, small, consistent action. So started small, we're building up here, and I'm really trying to make that a habit. Dude, that's so awesome, man. That's, that's been a lot of the motive. And going off of that with um, a lot of the, the independent learning as well, that's starting to become more habitual. Um, and I'm starting to really see the the value in um, in data. I used to think research is boring as hell. It's, it's still is kind of boring, but I, I do see the the value in it um, beyond uh, my my previous naive ways. Um, but a, a lot of personal self growth over the past couple of weeks. Um, so now I'm I'm good, dude. Dude, that's awesome, man. What I would say is like. It's funny, I, I commented on a LinkedIn post earlier today where it was talking about um, habits and stuff like that. And my comment was, people are so obsessed about like, oh, what does Tony Robbins do in the morning? Or what does Gary Vaynerchuk do? Or whoever it is. And like trying to copy their habits because they think it's going to be some sort of gatekeeper or key to their success. Uh -huh. But I think the biggest key of any habit is the ability to keep doing it yeah. because it like waking up every morning and taking a cold shower isn't going to make you a millionaire in itself, but the mindset of doing it every single day and doing every single day, knowing that you might not like it, that mindset will bring you a long way. Same thing with reading a book a week or for you, it could be studying Google Analytics or washing your face every night or whatever it is, right? It's the fact that you're keeping consistent with your, with your habit. So the same thing with get your grind up, you know that you have to keep putting out something every single week or whatever it is. I think that's the beauty of a habit. It isn't necessarily the specific habit that you do and i think that's what people get lost in they're like oh what do you do every morning or what do you do before you go to bed yeah. and it's like is that really that's not going to make you a millionaire you have to find your own habit and stick to it 
that's what's going to make you successful in life is being able to do things even if you're having a bad day but you know you have to keep doing it exactly and i I, for for those who are listening out there just to put it in like i guess more relatable terms like look at let's use lebron james best basketball player right now arguably guy's incredible he made his fortune became a a a world-renowned business mogul and athlete through um yes playing basketball but he committed everything to it so it's that commitment not the basketball that got him there so you can say you know what oh i can pick up a basketball and become great too well if you're not six eight have a 32 inch vertical <laughs> and can essentially fly like i don't know if it's gonna happen but the the idea of committing everything that you have putting in the extra hours what she did and um essentially taking care of himself um practicing that self-care which is something that um he's known across the um the athletic world for doing I think those are the the skills that we need to hone in on, not the fact that he actually plays the sport, but what he's given to get to where he is. 100%. Like I'm I'm a huge mindset guy, and I always um, think it's not necessarily the action that someone is doing, but it's the the mindset or theory behind it. And it's just like, dude, Steph Curry probably takes a crap ton of shots every single day. He probably has taken more shots in his lifetime than anyone else, and that's why he's good. Did Did you know that he's um <laughs> he, did, he can't see that well? He just got contacts like two weeks ago because he, he had yeah. like a vision problem. I'm like, this guy is pulling up from forty five feet, and he can't even see the basket. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, there's natural born talent, of course. Yeah, but like a lot of it just comes down to mindset like okay your vision starts going when you're young are you going to stop playing basketball or are you going to find a way to adapt with it it's clockwork so like dude it's it's all mindset man and you you probably love this too like going uh ronaldo even though i'm team messi i've really learned to appreciate his greatness um because though messi's a god ronaldo is a machine and he's definitely built himself um, into a fine soccer player, incredible soccer player. Dude, it's so funny to watch the two because they're so they're like so different. They're both so great, but they're so, different. so different. And I, I I've learned to not compare the two because it's you can't you can't, but to appreciate them in their in their in their form. And I I think they're both absolutely absolutely brilliant. Yeah, dude. Because you dude, you look at messy and as he's gotten older he's had to become more finesse oriented right you look at the way he plays it's a lot more finesse you look at ronaldo and he just somehow keeps bulldozing over everyone and he's what 30 something what 34 34 34 like the dude should not be climbing over six eight center backs or however tall fucking center backs are like he shouldn't be doing that but he still is. And I again, I think it comes back down to like his mindset of like, I don't care that I'm getting old. I'm still going to figure out a way to keep producing at the same level. Yeah, no, he takes care of himself. He puts in the hours. And I think, yeah, you're right. That's, that's what we got to highlight there. A hundred percent. 
Most definitely, man. Anything else that you wanted to to kind of chat about with your journey over these past couple of weeks? Um, I think I'll hold off. Uh, I've given a lot of information so far, but um, I think I think we've covered a lot here so far. One hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. I feel like if we if we're gonna close the the loading bar lounge, it's it's rightfully so that we end with a loading bar. So, Justin, let me ask this. On your loading bar right now from zero to hundred percent, where do you feel like you are? I'm gonna say three okay. because I actually got asked this question earlier today <laughs> on another uh, another friend's podcast and he said, oh, I'm gonna ask you the question of your podcast where are you on your loading bar? And I was like three percent because I'm still young I still think I'm gonna have a lot to give to the world and three is my favorite number. So I think I gave this the same answer last week or the last time we did this, but it'll probably stay around 3% for, for a while. What about yourself? Um, I, again, I fluctuate with the wind. I think we're at like 1.2%. Um, just the more that I know or the more that my eyes are open to what I mean, can know or should know or are in the possibility of knowing um the further back i think i am because there's so much more to accomplish then um because only you really know what you're capable of um even if even if you don't consciously know it and i think it's just like okay well every new day i learn something new i was like well how can i build off of this and I think there's a there's a long way to go, but it's it's not a, a daunting long way. It's uh I can't wait to climb this mountain long way. One hundred percent, dude. Well <laughs> boom, there we go. Another loading bar. Another loading bar lounge. Everyone, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening. Take a second this week, reflect, see where you are on your loading bar. Let us know. In DMs on social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Get Your Grind Up, or you can hit us up on our website as well, getyourgrindup.com. We'll be back very soon with another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast, and you'll see another episode of the Loading Bar Lounge coming to you very, very soon. We are your co hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, signing out. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, Leave us that review. We read them all. (laughs) See you guys next time. Later. Peace.